1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. We're going to have some fun. Brian Blessing, David Miller, sitting here in rainy Las Vegas today. And we, uh, we'll we get east to the boys. David, uh, before Mike and maybe even John might get sucked into the hype. Don't get him Be- before before I have you know we have to listen to you know the the nine minute Raven the Ravens hour Let's gloat fest. <laughs> Actually, this is going to be fun today because this is the big game, isn't it's it? The, yeah. Well, the, you had, you had to deal with them a couple of weeks ago. Now it's my turn. Okay, all right, six points. Let's that was Thanksgiving. It. You got is the bet? Oh, it was good. It was good. Good. I saw some family and. Uh, I was still making bets, but yeah, it was nice to see family. So, is your so your bet is straight up though, right? No point spread this week. Yeah, you and him. The prop no, no, bet, no, the no, prop no, bet, no, the loser no. runs a mile. No, no, well, that a that can't happen on my side of the equation. I mean, I I, I could get there. It might take me about four hours. Uh, no, no, I'm hey, this is what we do. Whatever it is, I want I want the points. All right, Why sure. would I? You know. 
Five and a half or six. Let's do this. Unless, unless we went straight up, and then that meant I'm just doing a single order of wings uh, for him. But if the Bills win, I get a bucket. Two to one. I mean, yeah. would that be the money line chicken wing two play? To one. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's let them have the day, day in the sun. Hello, boys. How you doing? Welcome to another Ravens hour. <laughs> Back yeah. To well, be able to talk about how Lamar Jackson was the number one um, selling jersey and merchandise on Cyber Monday. You couldn't even, you couldn't find. If a, you, Brian, you said, look, give me a Lamar jersey. If I, if the Bills lose, because, you know, I've done these bets before where if, you know, the opposing team loses, the other guy has to wear the other team's jersey. Yeah, I couldn't even find you one right that's now. Not they are sold out. Can't find one. The, the mania is just continuing, continuing, but... We have done this before. Where it was just to win, but I don't. I don't mind doing that doubling up if if they cover the spread. Because uh, look, it's it's always about who wins and who loses. And look how last week's Bills teams played and going into Dallas and just completely destroying that team. And they're just they're really peaking right now throughout the season. And they're playing and they're hitting on all levels. I mean, Josh Allen is playing great. He's not turning the ball over. Um, but we've been saying this for about going on two months now. The Ravens are the expectations that I set. And I had, you know, I had San Fran last week just as well as Dave. I, I thought that was too many points, especially in that the crazy conditions. I was actually at the game. You guys saw the pictures. I mean, it was a torrential downpour. It was a swamp out there. So giving a team like the 49ers who are just going to keep it close no matter what, um, that many points was easy. But I believe that going forward the the schedule for the Ravens you know it looks like we have a couple easy games past the Bills but I hope they just don't look ahead which they haven't done all year whoa 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 Brian my son wanted me to say there was an easy game and it was the Ravens at the Bills he wanted me to personally let you know that on live on the radio I said you know they're making him a six point road favorite he said Meh, forget it easy oh boy Buffalo. Is there anything easy in this game? No, nothing's easy. So, no, I mean, honestly, so this is the thing. I was looking at these numbers, and I want to just, I know we we, we have fun because we're in the Baltimore office talking about the games, but uh, Dave said it in the beginning of the season. He said, you know, I always say the things have to revert back to the mean. And so far, Dave was right. Week one, he basically said, no. I said, like, week five, it's like 60% dogs covering against the spread. We are literally sitting here right now. At 59% against the spread on all dogs, 103 and 84 and 3 on the closing number. So if you bet every single game for a, to win $100 and you laid 110, you are up 10 units. You're up 1,060 after the VIG, just my, brainlessly betting all the dogs. So, if, you know, you multiply that. You're, you're a dime player. You're up 10,000 in the NFL season. You're a 10-dime player. You're up 100,000 in the NFL season. The interesting stat is that the stronger stat is the, the away dog versus the home dog. The home dog is still running behind, and the away dogs are covering the spread, i.e. the San Francisco 49ers. How are the double-digit dogs doing? I gotta get those numbers. Uh, my, I'm running it just all dogs, all favorites. But it's, and that, it's by the just way, that's a great question too. I will because, look into well, it for well, you guys. But but, but uh, only because this year we have seen 
on a weekly basis more d- double digit dogs than you could ever fathom in the past. Right. So right. Has, has well, there been an overreaction? The number those numbers might tell us something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there is, but what's interesting is that whole, you know, home team dog thing. You have the edge with the home team dog and uh, you know, again, you know, it's just not been playing out right now. Home team uh dogs in against the spread in in uh football are you're down to you're not even 50%. 33 and 35 and 2 against the spread. So Away dogs, if you guys, I know I, I say it quick on the radio, away dogs are 59%. So if you bet every NFL away dog against the spread, you are 70 and 49. You're up $1,610 betting $100 a game with a 110 VIG, brainlessly betting. You lose 600 bucks if you play all dogs. So you go from 1610 to plus 1060 if you just play randomly every dog. If you play the home dogs, you're actually down money. If you simply said, I'm only going to play home dogs, you're 33 and 35 against the spread. And that's really, uh, it is parity. It's what me and you, Brian, talk about 50%. But it is amazing how it's just been edgeless to the home team dog this year. Well, the one thing that's about to happen. Uh, we know week 17 can be a nightmare, but this last month could be really bizarre because there are six teams. New Orleans is in. With four weeks remaining, there are six teams that can clinch a playoff berth this weekend if if the dominoes fall the right way. So you're going to have a boatload of games like the Chargers-Jags game, like the Carolina-Atlanta game, like the Cincinnati-Cleveland game, where your teams are out of it, and you wonder, you know, then you got to go and sit and try to figure out the motivations uh, of these teams. So uh, this last month is going to be real quirky. I think too, uh, according to your mean reversion theory, that means we got to play the Bills this week, John. You're all about mean reversion and home dogs. The numbers got to pick up, right? Well, every, I mean, it's got to pick up. Okay. And whether, I can't. whether it happens or not, all right, and I'm not saying it is. You know, I'll, I'll let Mike, you know, Mike shoot fireworks into the sky. But every betting angle tells you to play the Bills. Every every tried and true betting angle, Buffalo has extra time to prepare. Uh, the Ravens played an incredible game where they expended a lot of energy. Quote unquote, it could be a letdown spot, and Buffalo's got revenge. And I'm telling you, don't sleep on that one. Uh, because last year they were the number two defense in the league, but in the opener the Ravens beat them 47-3 to with Peterman at quarterback. And the Bills' defense is all the same guys. And they they did not forget the Ravens running it up on them. So they've, every angle says it's Buffalo, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. I think they've, they've played too good to be a six-point dog here. I mean, I'll I'll play it. I just don't like that the look ahead was seven and seven and a half. That that hurts, but but that's the that's what we get yeah, right now, just based on one week to the, the next on the we on saw, the results. We saw yeah. the outright impressive win that everyone thought Dallas would win that game. So I get it. So yeah, I'll probably be. I don't, I'll, know, I every, probably. I don't know who everyone is. <laughs> well, you know. Well, the spread was six and a half. So, <laughs> well, we call that we call that Brian the pros versus the Joes. But you know, it's interesting on the mean reversion thing, and then we'll we'll talk about specific stuff. When you look at college football, 
822 games um, hit hit you know a dog or a favorite 14 games. Believe it or not, it's an amazing stat. If you look at 822 total of 836 college football games have been played. Okay, only 14 games have pushed on the closing number. Only 14 games. You, usually, now I'm not saying that there isn't a lot of middling going on. Is that the right? O- only 14. Well, you have some spreads that are like five or nine. You know, those are tough. If you were to grade just the three sevens, tens, it'd be a lot higher percentage. But but here's the interesting part. When we talk about Brian year in, year out for a decade, basically, on the radio, is that the line maker's job at the end of the year is to have 50%. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's inflated in the NFL this year, but in, in college football, I mean literally. If I give you this number, I'm going to give it to you. 421 favorites have covered. 401 dogs have covered. That's phenomenal work. 51.2% favorites. Obviously, with the VIG, you're not winning any money. But the point is is that literally, like, and again, I know you you could say double-digit dogs. I'm just saying I'm running them on all dogs, all favorites. It could be plus one. It could be plus, you know, 40. Um, But the the moral of the story is that if you're (laughs) looking... There is no edge being a dog player or a favorite player unless you're 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 analyzing specific conferences that you follow like you do with the MEAC and the MAC and all that stuff in college basketball. But again, it's just amazing on a much larger sample size to have almost a thousand games be played and you're literally fifty fifty. And when you take it to the totals, it's the same thing on the overs and unders. Four hundred and two games have gone over. 421 games have gone under in college football. I'm not going to make you do this because it would be a boatload of work. But I I think it would be an interesting thought process where we say key numbers of 3 and 7. I mean, I'm going to look into it for next week. No, but in the NFL, uh, because, like, you know, college football, right, the extra points, you know, it's, you know, 90-whatever percent. But it's amazing that now... I think a fair number is that on a on a weekly basis there are four at least four missed extra points a game, which never had happened before. They moved it back, and then you get teams chasing that missed point, and and I wonder I wonder how dramatically the the like you said the results where they you know it it, it pushed on the closing line. I just wonder how many more games. Uh, aren't on key numbers in the NFL now because it's ridiculous. These kickers can't make the extra point. I mean, I, I needed Minnesota plus three uh, on Monday, yeah. even though I mean it could have the guy missed the extra point. It would have been on three, but now nah, it doesn't mean they would have covered or pushed or whatever. Well, there's you know the, there's saying? a perfect example of it, right? Right at the end of that game. I was just going to say four goes up in value, uh, but. It, it kind of feels like they still the game still finds its way on three. Too high of a percentage of time, in my opinion. But well, uh, yeah, because they they play for three. You know, then the next team will go for two. Then the, so, but uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it feels like four or five. Could even maybe yeah four. I'll I'll pick four. Well, it's funny just clowning around with a couple of sportsbook director buddies. They should do a prop. Uh, I think actually yeah, that, that'd I be think, fun. I think it's a great prop if you did on a, on an NFL Sunday over under three and a half field goals missed. 
all of a sudden, uh, you know, the like, extra point is the most boring thing that's ever been. Uh, but all of a sudden now, uh, people would be so invested in watching extra points. I, I think that, like the grand salami every day. Yeah, uh, yeah, something different. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then every you're staring at the game yeah. mix. Okay. Oh, they're, they're she going nuts for extra points now. I wouldn't care about the, the you know the the Jets and the but I'm gonna watch the every yeah, kick, yeah. Right. yeah you're watching the Jets Dolphins just to watch the extra point. <laughs> Brian, it's kind of like when I'm in Vegas for March Madness. They do that first fifteen where they're literally three minutes into the game, sure. the whole sports book erupts every time. Sure, right, right, and this would be more popular, I, I think. Right, I agree. I don't know. It's different. Hey, by the way, we'll come back to the NFL, but don't let's not sleep on the uh, conference championship games this week in college football. And you know what, what I just find incredible is that of all these games, you would think there'd be a game, a conference championship game, where, you know, the line would be one and a half, two, or a three-point game. The, the smallest number out there is six and a half. I mean, all these games are – it's nuts to me that – there's no like big. I mean, sure there'll be ups, an upset or two here, but these numbers are all so high for these conference championship games. It's like wow, five out of eleven are six and a half to seven and a half. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually you see pick 'em games and at least some threes in there. I didn't notice that. Uh, so it's key seven in a lot of these situations. You know, the, the one I, I would ask both you guys, or, or all three of you, excuse me, but Wisconsin and Ohio State. And to me, this is nothing more than the kind of you know looking to see the forest through the trees. And I, I find out, David, what you know what maybe you made this number, but I, I go back to the week Wisconsin played Penn State, and, or excuse me, Ohio State played Penn State, and that number was eighteen. And you're going, how can that number be so high? And Penn State covered the number, but the Wisconsin number. In the conference championship game, you're sitting here staring at 16 and a half. Well, the low-hanging fruit here is they look at the game that they played, and Wisconsin got killed 38-7 at Ohio State. But what they're not taking into account is the week before, Wisconsin got beat by Illinois looking ahead to play Ohio State, and they went into that game thoroughly defeated, now Wisconsin's back to being what they were. I think this number is at least a touchdown too high. It's high, for sure. Everybody solid will be on this one. 100% of guys. You're right. 100%. I, I, but the public shoot, will bet it. I just shoot. think it, I think it's I mean, it's not a couple of points off. I think it's a touchdown too high. Still, one of the fundamentals, you want to try to get a 17 here. So constantly monitor that all week. Definitely a post, monitor it, and, and take plus 17. I, I got a question for Brian and Dave here. Now, Cincinnati's playing Memphis basically back-to-back weeks. I mean, what do you guys take into effect where do you believe a te- obviously beating a team twice in a season is, is extremely difficult, especially now that you just saw them last week, now you're playing them again. What do you take into effect? Is it, do you take that game or just throw it out and look at the full season? Or do you look at that game particularly and say, all right, well, this team is going to try to come out and, you know, Cincinnati's going to come out and try to have more firepower because it was a close game. They ended up losing by 10 last week, and now they're getting 9 versus 14 on the road. Uh, it, it, that's a great question. It's, it's a great game because you, you just don't see this. Um, and I'll throw it to you this way, David, and, and, and give me your take on it. But last week, Memphis at home, 
was favored 13. And Cincinnati covered. But the situation was that Memphis had to win the game to and then need help. They Memphis had to win the game to play this game. And I'm not saying they did this, but you know, Cincinnati knowing that they may have to play them again in a week and we're already entrenched and going to be in the game, I wonder if Cincinnati last week kept a lot of stuff under wraps to beat him in the game that really mattered on a neutral field. I agree. It seems like a proper adjustment um, from last week, but if you if you factor that in, then the edge would go to Cincinnati. Also, for me, I'm not really just in general in this situation. I'm not really, I'm I'm not really into revenge, but short term revenge like this. Sometimes I'm not saying just this game, but when they play close like that. I think revenge really matters in spots where a team plays the same team within a month. But it seems to me, it seems like it's properly adjusted from the previous spread. Uh, but yeah, they could have been holding back, like he said. Just not sure. Not I, real sure. quick, let me just double check. Okay, yeah, in last week, and if that were the case, last week the total was fifty nine and a half. And, you know, this was a, a Memphis team that had scored 49, 45, 54, 42, 47 in the weeks leading up to that game. And if Cincinnati uh, held back to a degree and they're going to roll out a lot more stuff, and oh, by the way, if Memphis is in control of the game at some point, maybe they're holding stuff back too because they know they're going to play them again next week. But all of a sudden, the total comes down two full points. In uh, this week, on a neutral field with no, you know, defined home field advantage, the total's two points less. To me, you go over the total here. I, I, I think, I, you know, I mean, I think, th- I think that adjustment's yeah. the wrong. You, wrong made, adjustment. you made a good case for, yeah, for the over and for Cincinnati. I mean, you made a good case there. It's good. I think I like the, you know, I think I like the over more than than either side because if they were both holding something back. Uh, but I, I think I do like the over, just as we talk yeah, it out. Sounds right. Sounds good. Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. But that's a great question, Mike, because it's it's just such a rare instance for football teams to play back to back weeks. Yeah, and I mean it's similar situation. Obviously, they played you know three weeks ago as the Baylor Oklahoma matchup, where Baylor had a huge lead, and obviously they blew it, and Oklahoma won by three in that game, and now they set the line at Oklahoma nine on a neutral field. I mean, is Baylor is it the similar situation? Obviously, it's a little farther apart. It's not back-to-back weeks, but is that still matter that you're looking back at that game three weeks ago and Baylor definitely played well. They just lost it late. They just couldn't hold the lead, and they played well since that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting nine on a neutral field, I mean, again, it's a big number, over seven. Is that number overinflated? I, yeah, could be. I, I wonder, I no guarantee that it, the, the game would play out the exact same way, but I wonder the way the last one went, where Baylor, you know, came out of the gate flying, and then Oklahoma made adjustments, and then you know they just tilted the field on them. Is maybe the safer play taking Baylor plus five and a half in the first half? Yeah. Do, you, do you do that much? Dave? I do, yeah, all the time. I had Baylor too in the previous game, and I thought, wow, they're going to win outright, you know. And I think I lost the second half bet. But, but I mean, you, I think you got to give Oklahoma and say, hey, give them credit. They made whatever adjustments they need to make. 
and Baylor clearly will do some things differently, blah, blah, blah. If you say, hey, at halftime, uh, I'm convinced Oklahoma can adapt to you know, whatever happened in the beginning. But I think if you trust Baylor, maybe you trust them more in the first half than you do for the game. Probably either. It felt like they just choked. They and did. If, and if oh, anything, if anything, awful. if anything, now they're just the emotional edge goes to them. Like just a total revenge spot here. This is a good short term revenge spot to me. I kind of feel well, like also, this whole card. You just look to play dogs and and get yeah. and get the key number, get the half off a of seven or uh, off a of sixteen and a half. You want the seventeen. You want the ten with Cincy. You, you just really look to to play all the dogs here at post. In my opinion, most. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma, I mean, has a ton to play for because if they win this game, not saying cover, I'm just talking about just from a standpoint of winning the game, and that's all they're going to care about is not, you know, if they have a big lead or they are up seven, you know, at the end of the game, they're going to just want to win the game. They don't care about covering double digits, you know, 10 or above. Because, again, they're going to be scoreboard watching. Right. Because now they have LSU and Georgia late in the day, which Georgia holds that fourth spot in the playoffs. Basically, Oklahoma win, Georgia loses. There's a good opportunity for Georgia to bounce back in the rankings, bounce up, I mean, and then have Oklahoma take that final spot in the playoffs. So it's definitely going to be a very, very interesting day. Probably one of my favorite days in college football from a fan standpoint because there's just so much that happens for these bowl games. And, you know, they're playing musical chairs for who gets which bowl and obviously the top four make it to the playoffs. So cannot wait for Saturday. This feels like mean reversion here. It, John, the, that, the, the favorite underdog numbers will catch up by a couple of games here, I think. But you're only counting the, the regular season. Uh, right. But no, I, But I will say, we were talking about not to get off college football. I was looking at numbers while you guys were talking. There is one spot for home team dogs right now that so far early in the season has an edge, while if you look at favorites versus dogs, there's actually no edge. So in the NBA season, the short NBA season right now, we are literally at 52% on dogs, 151, 141, and 9 pushes on the closing number. So, like, we're early in the NBA season. We've already had nine pushes on the closing number, and we're at the end of the college football season. We've only had 14 pushes on the closing number, which is crazy. But home team dogs are are almost 60% in NBA right now. So right now, that's the spot where if you've just been blind, if you want to, you know, again, mean reversion, it should, it should catch up. Home team dogs... Have, they're up 12 games, 60 to 48, 56% basically. And away dogs are up two games, 95 to 93. So the home team dogs, that's the sport. That's usually what you see in the NFL early in the NBA season. I will say you guys were talking about Baylor. Uh, it's kind of funny. Um, I was going to ask both you and Dave what percentage you guys lay or get involved in double-digit college basketball games. Last night, Baylor, number 18th ranked in the top 25, played Maryland Eastern Shore. And they were laying 35 points, and they won the game by 32. So I was just wondering, like, do you guys early in the college basketball season get involved in those inflated uh, 25, 30 point, 40 point favorites and dogs, or do you guys strictly looking at overs and unders early in college basketball, or just uh, it doesn't really matter? For me, it's the, for me, it's the only sport that 
I feel comfortable laying a lot of points. It all lay 13, 14, 15, but in NFL, NBA, even college football I'll do it, but I'm not as I, I feel it just does a lot better in in college basketball. And then for the mean reversion, me and you love to go at it on this one. But let's say you have something that's that's pacing, I don't know, 56%. Now the rest of the way you're you know, in theory it's something like a a, a points point spread is going to be a coin flip the rest of the way so now if you have a big enough sample at something going 50 51 percent it's going to really drag down that 56 percent it doesn't mean like um the favorites will start covering now but it's it's just it the number gets basically drugged down through mass volume so it can. So I don't really think it's like mean reversion. It just it could still go like fifty-two or fifty-three percent. But there's just so many games that have an expected value of a, of a coin flip that that's why it lowers. You know. So we kind of don't see eye to eye on that one. But so far in NFL, I mean, you've been right. Uh, but I don't think it means. Well, but like you said, forward. that's this season, uh, you know. And it's not like I'm playing; I'm not blindly betting dogs, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, you know. Um, it, it, it's and when you look at that Ravens game as a perfect example, you know, I went to the gym Monday morning, and these guys were all crying because, you know, they've been, cha- you know, the local betters have just been banging the Ravens, banging the Ravens, banging the Ravens, and you know, they all bang the Ravens, See, and they got banged. Well, those are, so, I mean, to me, those are kind of mean reversion spots when one team's just been uh, crushing the spread, and then the books are frustrated. To me, those are kind of more except the Akron Zips, right? Well, well, that's college, but but so much money's bet on these NFL games. I believe there is a skew, and and just the teams overrated. They could still be the best, but. Yeah, laying six to Frisco there was like, wow, really? Are they that good? So I kind of feel that's more likely to kind of regress. But to just say, well, all favorites are all underdogs, I kind of feel it just going 50% the rest of the way is, is how that initial number gets brought down. I think it means nothing moving forward, basically. Hey, before we take a break, Mike, Mike, you want the Armageddon scenario, buddy? I'm here. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Bills beat the Ravens. Well, hold on. They put pressure on New England, who loses to Kansas City. And the Bills went out. They're the number one seed. There's your Armageddon scenario. Boom. One thing before your break. Rocking that boom! He says boom! Man, that's all double. Tom Brady going down. <laughs> I want to ask you guys. Brian knows the answer. Who is the number one team I know it. against the spread yep. in NFL, only one team holds the spot this week. Well, we talked about it before Thanksgiving, didn't we? Well, there was a couple tied tied teams. Now there's only one team that holds the spot. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, 8-3-1 and three and one against the spread, 72.7%, followed by the Rams, 8-4, and four, Saints, 8-4. and four. Believe it or not, the Steelers, 8-4, and four, to round it down to the last team that's 8-4, and four, your futures ticket, the Green Bay Packers. I know what Brian's dreaming about at night. That, that scenario playing out. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you though, because the Vikings losing, 
really enhances your future. Too. Well, yeah, because you need so a home do, field. Do, do you do anything as a result of, okay, now that scenario looks better. Do you then you know, look elsewhere for an overlay, or do you cross over to the other conference? Or, or do, are you just running this? Just value one one team at a time. Obviously, yeah, it was good, but no, I'm just going to leave it open. But it's all about having that home, that first one. Obviously, well, that's why that's better, why New Orleans, San Francisco is such an oh huge monster game. Oh, I can't wait. This going to be you a know. Great I mean, in, in San Fran, give them full marks. I you know. I mean, I just they win this one. I mean, that that the Baltimore game no. was basically who had the ball last. That that's what was going down there, uh, but I don't but know. I think like, let's just admit what it what it is. I don't know. The Ravens look good to me. I don't know. Oh no! But, 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 yeah, but, 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 but I love it. But here's I love the thing: it. from he's, a betting turning over. No, I'm not. Don't tell your brother that. No, I'm not. No, no, no. no. But, but, but Bill's but, out but right, Dave, baby. We go, Dave and Brian, from a betting perspective only, uh, Ravens are six and six against the spread. Sure. They, ain't, they ain't nothing to write home about. All right? they care about is getting out of Dodge with a win. They don't care what the score is. Right, so which basically means if they're laying three or more, really the value would be to take Buffalo. But here, but here's my question on reversion, mean reversion. Before we take our break, do you think teams like the Chargers and teams like the Bears that are the worst two teams in the NFL against the spread? Chargers are three and seven against the spread. Um, the Bears are three and nine against the spread. Do you think that re- that the line gets adjusted because everybody's betting against them and the value becomes? betting on the Chargers, betting on the Bears because you're getting better, I know you hate that word, Brian, value for the second, basically the remainder of the season. I think the overall record matters. So when when you look at the Bears, what are they, 500? Uh, I don't think people are going, I, I, I just don't think people are looking at that as much as Do you they, think. My, that's a great point. But, okay, so the, yeah, the record matters. Yeah, like But the, does the situation, do the people take the situation into account because Dallas can spit the bit again on Thursday night, and they're okay because yeah, all all, all, all their ATMs. all their eggs are in the. They have to beat the Eagles. Bat you know they got to beat the Eagles, and their lot in life they can win their division. Chicago needs Minnesota to spit the bit, but Chicago because Minnesota lost is uh-huh. still breathing, and and they, they have Chicago has to win this game. The Cowboys don't. I I kind of feel the Cowboys players though are just like we have to win this game you know, you know that but no yeah the situation but here's my here's what I think I could be Akron was an extreme example of the Browns two years ago I think if a team has a really bad record and isn't covering these are the in the long run in the well, NFL the value well spots. Miami's a great uh, story how hard to the spread. but here but Miami here's an was a they've been a covering machine and they're great yeah right, this uh, is, from this an ATS perspective sure go I'm sorry go guys. So here's an interesting stat. The worst team against the spread, 3-9 ATS in this 2019 season, the Bears. is the Bears. Yeah. Now, who is the number one team against the spread, beating all other teams against the spread last football season? The Bears. The Bears. I'm guessing it was 12 the Bears. 5 <laughs> Yeah. 12. See, they literally went from the top floor to the bottom floor in a season. We're not talking about win-loss record, just what we're betting on, which is the spread. So it's kind of like when you always say, like, 
when when David said maybe it might not be this season when bookmakers adjust their lines, you best believe the bookmakers came in this year expecting people to be betting the Bears because if you're a better, look, if you're a real better, like we're betters, we don't care about the win loss record of the team outright. We know if I'm a, if I'm a better and I made a fortune going twelve and five last year on the Bears, I'm coming into the new season circling the bears i just think too as a team is costing the books a lot of money not covering they have a bad record nobody wants to back them i think they'll come out let's say they're an underdog which they usually are they'll come out on the high side of it and basically so much money is just pouring in on the team most of the the professionals they're going to wait till right at post and when they fire is is you know sometimes it's an hour out sometimes it's 10 minutes out but I feel that these these are the good spots when when just nobody so it opens skewed it gets bet up even more locally we even get an extra half point these are the spots that I just auto bet and I think there's some type of if you want to call it mean reversion we can we can use that there uh, but well yeah and and Brian last year Buffalo was seven and nine against the spread. And now they flip the next season or eight and three against the spread. It'll be interesting to see not only what Buffalo does straight up win loss, but how that spread record. They have the top spot right now of any team, so that means I mean you're probably close to retirement right now. You must be making a fortune. Well, well, no, I mean, I, there, believe me, there are many games I, I I'm playing the total and not the side. But, uh, but look at that. They're, so you just said they're the best team against the spread, and they're, they're they getting, are okay. So they're eight and three, but they're. There's no proper adjustment made. Last week they were getting basically seven almost, and then this week six, six and a half. Yeah, I mean they're not getting any. They're love not getting for the any. They are not. You're absolutely. You're uh, absolutely right. I mean, in terms of, uh, you look at the number. It's like it's just, yeah. well, because everybody said they hadn't beat anybody, and now the crazy well, they can't keep winning. No, these like, are the value spots. Th- no, I know. And now, okay, so now you, you beat Dallas, and at the end of the day, you know, a short week, Thanksgiving on the road, and they get no respect because the Cowboys are 500. Say, well, they still haven't they have beaten to, anybody. Yeah. But the Cowboys have not beaten. The funny thing is, the Cowboys get all the respect in the world, but now the Cowboys are 0-5 against teams with a winning record. Yet their num- they were a six-point favorite in that game. I would, I would say 80% of the time when a team is, they're what, 9-2? and 9-2, and two, right? What are they? 9-3. Nine 9-3, and three. Nine and three. okay. When a team is 9-3, and that's right, because there's four. When a team's 9-3 and three and they have the number one uh, spread record, I would say like 85% of the time a pro better is looking to fade them because mm-hmm. they become so public. So this is one of those weird spots where people don't want to bet them still. Uh, right. Usually so it's well, I, I, think, I think the fun, but the funny, the weird thing is that they keep being a dog. If to me, it's like if all of a sudden because this team became nine and three, and then all of a sudden what's foreign to them, they're they're a big favorite. You know, it's like the you know, uncharted waters and the weight of expectations. These guys keep end up being a dog. Uh, you know, I, I think, and, and they're taking that us against the world, and we're disrespected thing. And no, and they, with. they totally are. They totally are. Yeah. Like, like it yeah. reminds me, of like when the Pistons won it all a long time ago, like fifteen sure. years ago. They they had zero love all the way to the end, and they won it all. Yeah, I tell you, we got we got to take a break. But I, I just want to know during the break, Mike, will you be? Uh, Checking in because uh, we're getting close, right? The Nice Saint Etienne soccer game. Just checking. No, I'm actually in uh, Montpellier. Oh, Mont- you're playing Montpellier and uh, Dijon. Yeah, and they're playing. They're playing the your famous and probably one of your best 
um, attributes at the table when you're eating dinner, the Dijon yeah. mustard team. Yeah, pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> 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 All right, it is Sports Insider Radio. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. Head to the top of the hour. We'll be right back. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with you here. Head to the top of the hour, Sports Insider Radio. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Hard to fathom, boys. David. Yeah, go nuts. Yes, sir. What year did you go to Las Vegas? Did you first come to Vegas? 2002. Okay, so here's the. I just ran the numbers on every NFL game since 2003 while you guys were talking before. Which team since 2003 has never been below 50% in the NFL against the spread? That means if you just blindly bet them, Patriots. the worst you did in a season was go 9 and 9. Uh, I'm going to go. I have, I have no idea. Come on, that's I, 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 me. I think the Patriots are probably so overinflated. Bingo! The Patriots. You called it on the first try. No, David the worst called it. They Dave. have ever done since 2003 is nine and nine against the spread. Their best season was 2016. They were 16 and three against the spread every single year. They've been 65 to 70 percent. Do you have? Do you have a list? Do, do you have a list? 
I can pull any year right now. Oh no! I mean, did you you just ran it all right? You've got that. I ran I mean, it I, all. Who, Here's okay. what's Patriots are one. I'm, I'm, where are the Steelers? But, but uh, I'll get to that next show. But listen, here, here's the amazing part. Here's <laughs> yeah. what I'm I'm asking you, Brian, as a as, as a Vegas veteran, and and Dave is a Vegas veteran. I'm a half Vegas veteran, right? Wouldn't you think there would be extra emphasis on making a line that the bookmakers would have an edge on on the Patriots since they are so profitable? Even after losing on Sunday night, this season, they're still 7-5 and five against the spread. So wouldn't you think, they, they always say Dallas is America's team. I'm looking back against the spread. They ain't America's team. Patriots are America's team when it but, comes to betting against the spread. But I think... What would be interesting, that's a great tool, you, you, you run that up and you say that's the case, but the books may be sitting there going, yeah, but we've been printing money on them, you know? I mean, the Patriots not may be... These, not since 2003. No, 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 no. In the no. bigger well, games. No, the players, but the books may be actually making money on it. The books may, yeah, they're covering all these games. But you know they're a polarizing team. I mean, they'll they'll be they'll be a, a faction that's just going to blindly bet the Patriots. And you sit there and only laying three this week. I mean, when are you ever going to see New England laying three at home? So they'll probably take a truckload of dough. That game probably goes to three and a half. But they're polarizing that a lot of people can't stand them and are betting back the other way. The the books sit there going, yeah, they could be anything. I know what their goal is, but at the end of the day, what's the actual money? At the end of the day. Yeah, the books are sitting there going, eh, don't bother us. We're still making money when the Patriots play. No, I, I get it. But what is amazing, in 16 years, you would think they would revert back to the the mean. It's, literally, they're like 70% against the spread in 16 years. Yeah, that's, crazy. That, that's, that's an extreme example. So you, you could say that kind of defies... To me, well, that yeah, defies you, you probability. Know, and you know why it's skewed? Uh, and I'll tell you why it's probably skewed to a degree. And, I mean, it's Brady's whole career, basically. Yeah. But you know what I was going to say, um, and it's not their fault. But the bottom line is who, and I and I wonder at the end of the day, you know, they're they're great, Belichick, Brady, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it was almost every year like a walkover for these guys to have uh, the AFC Championship game at home because the no one in the division stepped up and challenged them other than one or two years in that entire span so the reason their those numbers are so inflated like that is they just were stepping on the neck of what was a bad division i think i think that's one of the big reasons that number gets out of whack like that because that's it's an it was almost an, how many times in those years i don't know the number but how many times in those years did the patriots go 6 and 0 oh in the division uh, and, it was probably quite on a, a few times. And on, on a bad year, they went 5-1, and one, probably, because maybe somebody stepped up and pulled off an upset. It, it, I think they did it three like three times. It's nuts. Division games. To sweep the table. Right. So yeah, if you so did the anyway, non-division games, then where do we stand right? Yeah. Right. But, you know, the thing is, let's say a guy never made a bet before, and he says, Hey, John, you got any free advice? Yeah, just bet the Patriots every week for 16 no. weeks for the next 10 years. Talk to you later. No, that'll, well, obviously that ends when Brady's gone. Well, actually, right? to so, your theory, you would bet the other team, right? It has to come back down. Well, what are they now? What are they this year? They're 7-5 and five against the spread. They're better than they're, they're seven and 7-5. They're up, up two games against it, even after getting blown out on Sunday. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean they're seven and five against the spread. Minnesota, who blew them out, is eight and seven against the spread. And you know when you talk about winning streaks, I mean Mike and I, you know, Ravens, what are they won nine in a row, eight in a row. They're six and six against the spread this season. Then you know. to, to your theory, with everything I've ever heard, you would want to you'd want to go the other way now. And over I would, the next but four it would be right. might go thirty percent, and, and I don't yeah, know. But his son wouldn't talk to him. Don't but I mean, you know, I'll do it for you. listen, Miami, <laughs> Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, the Houston Texans, and the Carolina Panthers, and the Oakland uh, Raiders—they're all six and six. You got a big chunk of teams that are six and six ATS against the spread, which means on those particular teams, the the, the bookmakers are—they're getting their vig. How's the halftime war been treating you? I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, I made a small personal halftime play on Sunday, which was the goofball play. Dave can rub it in. I took the Jets for a bounce. Uh, I just figured that you know, they got to bounce, and uh, they didn't bounce. <laughs> yep. That was my that was my my NFL halftime loser of the week. You got to stop doing those type of second half bets. I mean, uh, I, you know. I, I, honestly, I'm telling you, there are teams though, like. Jacksonville's run for the bus. Carolina gave every indication they're running for the bus in the second half of that Redskins game. Uh, you know, and again, a large part of it is just keeping an eye on what you're watching. Yeah. All right, well, we're we going to pick some games for the the listening audience this week since uh, that's, uh, you know, what we do. All right. I'll, any, I'll any any compelling line moves that you guys see, you know, like get them in. You know, Dave, you're an early better. Uh, when you get a, a good number, we'll just give them a little little, little nugget. I mean, you know, you like to take advantage. Um, I mean, I'll, if you like the Ravens, wouldn't you want to play them now before it goes to seven and seven and a half? That's that's the first question. Well, this game's not going. It, 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 it's going to close six. I think it closes like four and a half. Oh, I think it goes up. I don't. Oh no! I think a lot of sharp money is going to come in on that one. Okay, I'll I'll take the Bears and the and the Bears plus three and the and the Saints minus two and a half. And what about this line move? Fourteen and a half to thirteen with the Steadskins against the Packers. Your Packers? We'll call them your Packers. I I would not go. Well, Washington's running the football now, which is is a good thing. But Haskins on the road and uh, the, the odds makers, I think, nailed this. I, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, here's the play. In that game, because maybe the backdoor covers in play, but Green Bay all year long has come out of the gate like a rocket sled and then kind of took their foot off the pedal. And last week, Washington was asleep at the switch at the beginning of the Panthers game before the Panthers showed they didn't care. I'd lay the touchdown with Green Bay in the first half. That sounds sounds good. Here, here's my throwaway, the last week's game, value play, maybe even a money line bet. Clients... Future clients, private members, don't go off on this play. This is just me talking on the radio on a Wednesday. I love the Broncos, guys. Everybody saw it's what you say, Dave, every, and, and Brian. Everybody saw the Texans whip the Patriots. Isn't this a letdown spot? The line goes from eight to nine and a half. The Broncos uh, come to Houston. I wouldn't be surprised if not only they cover, but they even get the win. You know, the other thing I would say for that game specifically, I don't know. I, I, I It would probably be them or nothing for me. Uh, on top of the letdown from the New England game, two of their last three games, Houston, are against Tennessee for the division. And they, they have to go to Tennessee next week. So it's kind of a little – it's a letdown spot. It's a look-ahead spot, a little sandwich game too. 
And then what do you and Mike and everybody else think on this? Uh, San Fran leaves Baltimore. Now they go to Nolens, and they're getting two and a half points. I, I just think Does they're it? outmatched. I, I think the Saints should be laying. I, I probably sound crazy, but I think the Saints should be laying three and a half. I I agree. What I think. Oh, no, I, I totally concur with I, that. And I, I think, think that number just, will steam. I think yeah, it, it will, will steam. That one will go up for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's no knock on San Francisco. But he, here's the thing is, you know, you, you can have, uh, you know, everybody throwing a parade for you and it's lollipops and rainbows all year long. But the bottom line is all of a sudden now they're behind Seattle. And they, they showed so much heart last week. They expended a lot of energy in that game. And the reality of it is San Fran's going to end up being a, what, a 12-win team probably at least and they're going to have to go to Dallas or Philadelphia. Another in thing. The playoffs. Another thing is that people overlook that extra rest is key. So, so the 49ers have the tough game. Uh, the Saints pretty much rolled. That that makes I like Atlanta too. He doesn't have a feel, but I think Atlanta has some value. I think they were just outmatched, and they're better than. And you got Carolina. the coaching change and all. And they, but I, but I what I do like in that game is. The over. They both know they're going nowhere, and the intensity in that game, I think, is null and void. McCaffrey probably goes nuts. Uh, you know, if Ryan has some time to throw, you know, he'll find Ridley and Jones. I like the over in that game. That, that would be, if you ask me, well, my best What about bet. this Patriot game? Patriots coming off the blowout. Jeez. Now they got to host the Chiefs. And everybody wants to bury the Patriots. You know, I don't know. I mean, you still, you know, Kansas City's defense is, is no great shakes. The funny thing is that something's got to give in that game. It's a great defense against a, a really exciting uh, offense. But the problem is I would play the, the, Patri- under in that the one. Chiefs can't run the football. And at this time of year with the weather, that's what gets scary. I, I would well, like to play the under. In that well, yeah. I, I got to skip to this game. My, my man Troy, who's not who, who I talked to this morning, he had one game last week. It was the Rams. And now the Rams are getting one at home against Mr. Miller's Seahawks. Now that what was that line? Move? All the I saw three. It was three. It was yeah. three. No, it was three on the look ahead. Oh, I just wish yeah. I'd pay attention. So what happened? More. What happened? Well, what happened since then? Another another Seahawks. Another opposite of but, what Brian says. Well, he throw out the last game. Well, the thing is, yeah, you can throw out the last game, but the the Rams looked more impressive. I mean, they 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 won by a million, so probably a proper adjustment here because they were looking dead in the water and like they. Maybe people thought they'd even lose last week, and then they blew them out by 30 or whatever it was. So, to me, it seems like a proper adjustment, and it, it should get bet back up a little bit. Hey, this was a rocket sled, a fast hour, uh, great fun. I hope you boys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, we're turning the corner for home. Four weeks left in the regular season in the NFL. Bowl championship, conference championship games, then the bowl season. A lot of cool things are coming up. David, always good to see you, buddy. Thanks for coming in. Thank hey, guys, man. stay dry Thanks. in the rain. You got it, pal. Thanks, Ravens fans. <laughs> Michael, Brian, good I'll luck. I'll be texting you the play-by-play on Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you're saying that now. <laughs> We'll see, buddy. It'll be fun. We'll have something to talk about next week. Uh, We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. You can call the boys, 800-209-1679. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on Sports Insider Radio.